Hi everybody, this is Michael Hildebrand and I'm your host on the Sleep Trust Podcast, where I'm talking about how to gain back trust in your ability to have a superb sleep again. Welcome to the Sleep Trust Podcast. In this episode, we're going to walk through how CBTI can help you sleep better. And this is in particular interesting for you if you have tried to improve your sleep quality over the last weeks, months, or even years, and have tried a lot that didn't work, you might also be taking sleeping pills or uh, supplements, then CBTI can be a really interesting option to get to the core of what is causing your sleeping problems and learn how to change things to really improve your sleep quality without any medication or side effects. And the best thing is that it's now scientifically proven that CBTI is more effective than taking sleep medication in the long term. And that's true for most of you listening to this podcast. And for those of you who are new to this podcast, welcome. It's great to have you here. My name is Michael Hildebrand. I'm a sleep and high performance coach. I'm also the founder and CEO of a company called Sleep Trust, which has the mission to help as many people as possible to improve their sleep quality. Because sleep, as Matthew Walker, the well-known sleep expert states, is not a pillar of life or health, but rather the foundation. So with that, let's dive into CBTI. And the best way to start talking about CBTI is to map out what these four letters actually stand for. So CBTI is Cognitive Behavior Therapy for Insomnia. CBT was there, is there before CBTI was invented, and CBTI is a subset of behavioral tools that help us to improve our sleep quality. A good way to think about CBTI is to imagine it were a box of tools. So now, imagine you've got this box of tools, and there might be a hammer in there, there might be a saw, and all kinds of other tools. So our job when it comes to CBTI is to figure out a tool that fits your need right now. So we need to think about what's causing your insomnia and then pick the right tool to be able to hit. Let's say we're going to take that hammer. We need a nail. So now we're going to hit that nail into the wall with a hammer. That needs a little bit of practice and a little bit of patience. But when you do so, and let's say our job is to hang up a picture, we want to have that picture hung up on a wall. So we're going to get that nail and we're going to use the hammer and then we're going to put that picture onto the wall. Now, if we take sleeping pills uh, and see how would they work? Now, it's not you're not taking the hammer, right? You're taking a sleeping pill. And that's rather you get in a craftsman who is doing the job, but he can't really do the job with the nail because this craftsman only has like something like a plaster and he glues the, 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 the picture to the wall with the plaster but we know like ah that might last a night might not and the picture is going to come down again and we have to start from scratch we need to take the next sleeping pill so other than using the sleeping pills and the side effects like that picture might break over time if it falls down too often we're going to need a little bit of practice and a little bit of guidance maybe this is where coaching kicks in this is where the information that we at sleep trust share and there's a lot of information for free that you can download and use and trainings and so on and um, helps to get you skilled to do the right things and be patient enough 
and and uh, do them in a way that you will uh, ultimately see sleep results. If we have a more detailed look at that box of tools called CBTI, we will see two main sections of tools, like two different kinds of tools. Section number one includes the tools to work with our beliefs, to alter our beliefs in a way that it will help us to sleep better. And section number two has the tools to help us to change our behavior in a way that will rather promote sleep. And now let's have a look at the exciting stuff and that's in the box, right? So now we're gonna have a look at each of these sections to give you a good understanding what this can do for your personal situation, how that relates to you and inspiring you to pick one of these tools and to start using it. So let's have a look at the first section of our toolbox all around our beliefs. And I'm going to start by quoting Henry Ford, who once said, no matter if you believe you can do something or not, you're always going to be right. And the tricky thing here is that we're often not consciously aware of what we really believe. And this is true for our lives in general and for sleep specifically. So I'm going to hand over a couple of examples that are there to inspire you to think about how this could relate to you and how you might want to work on your beliefs. So number one, if you say something like, I am a bad sleeper, with saying that, you make bad sleep as part of your identity. I am. These are powerful words. And your mind will do everything to protect your identity. So it's going to be really hard for you, no matter what you try, if you say that over and over again to yourself or others, to improve your sleep quality, because that would threaten your identity. It's part of your persona. So rather than saying that over and over to yourself, even if you're experiencing bad sleep for years, by the way, it's better to rephrase this in a way that opens up the opportunity for better sleep in future and detaches this from your identity. Saying something like, I've been experiencing really bad sleep over the past years. That's okay. Now that's just something you experienced now. It's not you. Another very common belief is my insomnia is inherited. And even though that might be partly true for you, if you state this as an absolute truth, an absolute belief, then number one, good news, it's not your fault. And by the way, it's not your fault that you have insomnia anyway, but you don't need to change anything, right? Because it's inherited. It's completely programmed. But bad news, you're completely out of control here. And there is no way that you can sleep better in future because it's inherited. You close that door. So rather try to question that belief in a way that will help you to open up that door to possibly improve your sleep quality if you change things. Yeah, beliefs are really sneaky. So I'm going to give you a last example and then we're going to move on to the behavior section. So last example has to do with false expectations. Now, if we expect that a good night of sleep includes not waking up, then every time we wake up, we think our sleep quality is diminishing. And in reality, it's completely normal to wake up uh, a couple of times every single night for all of us. Just the meaning that somebody that knows that or accepts that or doesn't put any meaning to that is something completely different than if we're really focused on the event of waking up. 
So if you want to save yourself a lot of time and frustration, the very first thing you want to do before you implement any sleep tips, behavioral changes is always to check in. Is there something standing between you and a better sleep quality? And if there is, if there's this brick wall, then you want to become aware that there's a wall there, alter your beliefs. And by altering your beliefs, you're going to build a door into that wall, making it possible to improve your sleep quality. Now, once you take action. And now we're going to move on to section number two out of the CBTI toolbox. And this section includes a couple of really cool and powerful, effective tools when it comes to our behavior, when it comes to the things that we actually want to change to reap increased sleep quality. So I'm going to walk through a couple of these. And if they resonate to you, by the way, and you want to have more information on them, just check out sleeptrust.eu or drop me an, an email at hello at sleeptrust.eu and I'm going to help you out here. So number one, stimulus control therapy. So the main aspect of this stimulus control therapy is to reduce stimulus in bed. So you want to use your bed for sex and sleep only. You want to go to bed at the same time, get out of bed at the same time. And if you wake up at nighttime and you cannot fall asleep again, then instead of tossing and turning after around about 20 minutes, you simply get up, sit down on a chair on your sofa, don't do anything and return to bed as soon as you become tired again. So that way we're going to connect sleep to your bed and sleep only to your bed. The next tool in the toolbox is super powerful too, and it's called sleep restriction. And this is in particular interesting for you. If you are not getting the amount of sleep, that you used to when you woke up refreshed. So let's say you used to get eight hours, now you're getting five. What you wanna do is to restrict your time in bed to five hours, maybe add a half an hour because it takes a time to fall asleep and to get out of bed. So five hours, 30, and odds are now you're going to be able to sleep the time you're in bed, giving you back the confidence that you can sleep when you're in bed. And as soon as you've got that confidence, you slightly increase the time that you give yourself in bed. The next tool in this box is sleep hygiene, checking in on all of our lifestyle choices. How are we consuming alcohol and caffeine? What are we doing in our morning and evening rituals? What choices are we actually taking over the course of the day that prevent us from falling asleep at nighttime or that promote good sleep? And then there's also a bunch of other things that you can grab out of this toolbox, including relaxation techniques, including checking in on our sleep environment, our bedrooms and many others. I think it's important for you to understand that if you need inspiration, you're not sure what you can change. This is a cool place to check in on things that actually work to help you improve your sleep quality. So just to give you a little bit of context around how CBTI plays into the work that I do for my clients, for you in this podcast with every tool that I hand over to you, uh, rather than only handing over a set of tools like CBTI does it, you've got a bunch of tools, a toolbox, you can choose or have to choose which tool is appropriate for you and you need to do the practice and that's it. I hand over a clear and proven system, nine clear steps that will walk you through building a solid foundation so that you are able to make a conscious decision what tool to choose, showing you how to practice these tools consistently and how to recognize, because that's tricky too, how to recognize what tools work for you 
and which don't. And you can download this tool, this nine step map, the performance through sleep map for free. If you check out sleeptrust.eu on the main page, you will find a place where you can download the sleep map and it goes along with the video where I walk you through how to apply this to your life, letting you know exactly if you need to focus on step A, B or C. And with that, it's time to wrap up this episode of the Sleep Trust Podcast. Other than focusing on the symptoms like sleeping tablets do, CBTI addresses the cause, coming with a powerful tool set that is divided up in two sections, one taking care of our beliefs and two taking care of our behaviors. Overall, CBTI is a powerful tool set that is lacking a clear system for implementation, which is where the performance through sleep map comes into play. So definitely check out sleeptrust.eu and download your version if this is interesting for you. And that's it for this episode of the Sleep Trust Podcast. I hope you enjoyed yourself and feel inspired to take action and that you tune in next time when we are going to talk about how you can effectively de-stress to be well prepared for a good night of sleep. Until then, have a superb sleep. Hey there, and thanks for listening to the Sleep Trust Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you want to get further information on this podcast or material that will help you to gain back your sleep trust, please check out sleeptrust.eu. That's sleeptrust.eu, where you will get lots of information around sleep. And here comes some legal stuff. Everything on this podcast is my opinion only, so do not take it as an advice, as I am not a doctor, nor have I considered your personal situation. If you feel that you need medical advice, please consider getting an appointment at your doctor of trust. If you want to give me any kind of feedback on this podcast, feel free to email me at podcast at sleeptrust.eu. I hope you tune in again next week and until then, have a good sleep.